Hello and welcome back everybody to another book review. Today we're going to be reviewing the book Five Little Indians written by Michelle Good. Before we get into this review, let's first talk a little bit about Michelle Good. So she is a writer of Cree and ancestry and a member of the Refescent Cree Nation which is located in Saskatchewan. She obtained her law degree after three decades of working with indigenous communities and organizations. She earned her MFA in creative writing in UBC while still practicing law and won the Harper's Collins slash UBC prize for the best new fiction in 2018 for this exact book. So with that, you know, out of sight, we're going to be talking, uh, I'm going to first talk about my initial thoughts of this book. That being said, I'm going to talk about like how I really didn't like this book. Like there are points within this book that you know I had to like close the book, sit down, digest what I read, and then like it took me a few like minutes, maybe like an hour or two, and like to like cope what I just read, and then like get back into this book. So there is like this part really sticks to me the most. Like whenever I think about this book, this part always comes in mind. I'm going to read a bit of it. I handed him the red package. He put his hands on the back of my neck and turned me to the face turned me to face the wall. I smelled this old man smell and started at the age spots. The white man uh, hairs on his knuckles just like father. He embraced himself again against the wall. I heard the zipper as he pulled my uh, pulled up my skirt. Like I'm going to stop there. I don't want to read the rest of it. Uh, so basically this character named Macy was uh, raped by this character named Father within the residential school and a way that she copes with it is she and this old man that kind of resembles Father uh, have this ordeal going on of you know them having you know intercourse in uh, in some next back alleyway to uh, cope with the fact that she was raped within the residential school and you know to like make everything worse she has a boyfriend at this point and you know like this part really like i had to put down the book and then like i had to come back like a day after to read it and there are more parts like this within the book which like i couldn't really handle and this really horrifies me that you know our residential schools which are made by the government like our canadian government was responsible for the fact uh for the fact uh of her being raped and how she's coping with it like there's other children too you know like we don't know how they coped with it and it really like messes with my brain and she, like michelle good uh, did an amazing job like this exact part like, i felt like she wanted to read it the reader to like experience the trauma and you know the fact like the way that like she's coping with it and to truly make them like hate the canadian government and like just messes with the reader and it definitely messed with me so now I'm going to talk about why I like this book and why I stick by like reading this book. It was definitely the fact of Michelle's good use of imagery. Like when I'm reading the book, I love a book that paints the picture for me. Like it makes me feel like that I'm, you know, I'm watching a movie right now. So I'm going to give a, a little quote within this book that, you know, kind of reminds me of a familiar scene that I'm used to. So it's on page 38. It's when Lucy uh, is, you know, on the boat going to Vancouver. 
When she woke, when she awoke, Lucy found herself alone on the dark bus. She had slept through the whole trip, rubbing her eyes. She strained to look out the window and saw the bu- that the bus was parked with a lot of other cars. The rocking, to- uh, the rocking told her they must be on a ferry. She checked in her purse again to make sure her money was safe. Hesitated for a second and then tossed the uh, prayer card on the floor. So. This is a familiar scene to me because I love to travel, and then whenever I sleep, like I always wake up to check my belongings, right? I really love the fact that this book, you know, paints the picture and makes it so clear and precise. It truly, you know, makes the reader feel like as if they were in that situation. And like for example, right now I was talking about uh, Macy's interaction and her ordeal, and like how it made me feel traumatized and stuff. So the use of imagery in this book was phenomenal. It definitely, like, it definitely made me, the reader, feel as if I was in it, and made me feel what the characters were feeling. And yeah, those are my initial thoughts of this book. Now on to what this book really talks about. So this book highlights, you know. How residential schools ruin many indigenous people's lives and ruin indigenous communities and how it ultimately caused generational problems and loss of culture and how the country of canada you know overall treats its indigenous people for example we're going to be taking how lucy went from the residential school to vancouver so on page 34 lucy was asking for help from this conductor guy and she was met with racism uh, it states in the book, well, go down to East Hastings. Lots of your kind there. You know, she was met with racism and she was like freshly out of the residential school, making her way to Vancouver. And the fact that, you know, she always has sister at the back of her mind throughout the book really shows you how traumatizing her experiences were within the residential school. Like, for example, when she literally got to Vancouver, she saw like, uh, in quotes, she had never seen so many strangers in one place, men and women, boys and girls, all together sipping soda at the diner or standing in line together. The tension rose in her, a certainty rising in the back of her mind that sister would swoop in, menting or pun- punish, uh, menting out punishment left and right. And further on in the book, when she meets Macy's boyfriend, she was thinking about how sister, you know, if sister were here, she would uh, beat her for not talking to boys, as in the residential schools, it wasn't allowed. Like, this ultimately shows how the residential school system, which was created by the Canadian government and the churches, like, did to indigenous children. Like, they ripped their identity and culture out of them and tried to make them Euro-Canadians. Like, residential schools really impacted the indigenous community. Like, for example, within the book, Kenny's mom, when Kenny was taken away from her, she sunk to a new low. Um, Like, she started smoking and, you know, she became... A mess like for uh, when Kenny uh, was introduced to his uh, child at home he saw like there were dirty dishes everywhere and like there are there was like ashtrays too like this shows how residential schools you know cre- uh, created such an intergenerational trauma within the indigenous community but the fact like I really like this book like is because it shows how resilient and strong the indigenous community is like they persevered through whatever the Canadian government threw at them to, you know, get rid of their culture and identity and make them Euro-Canadian. But throughout the years, uh, things have definitely changed. Uh, the Canadian government now acknowledges and admits the fact that they did do ex- something like extremely wrong. 
But what has the Kenyan government really done to improve the lives of our indigenous communities? things to help improve lives in indigenous uh, communities within our country so on their official website they have this budget which uh, indicates what they're doing and how they're helping and on in quotes they say since 2015 the canadian government has made historic investments that help secure a better quality of life for indigenous people these investments in housing early learning and uh, child care health mental health and infrastructure have all helped to close gaps between indigenous peoples and non-indigenous canadians but more work needs to be done further on they talk about like making investments to uh sending cleaner water to areas that really is hard for them to access clean water and they also uh tell us a plan on bettering services for first uh, nations and inuit children and they have invested 1.2 billion dollars over three years to help for uh first nations children access important health and social services including like speech therapy education educational supports medical equipment and mental health services they also uh plan on preserving and promoting and revitalizing indigenous languages this shows that the Kenyan government really like knows what they did wrong and are definitely making an effort to improve the lives of our indigenous uh communities and help preserve their culture instead of trying to take away their culture said Father Indians was an amazing book it taught me a lot about like what indigenous people went through like for example residential schools intergenerational trauma drug abuse all that horrible stuff and it made me respect them even more like because of the fact that you know they went through all that and still kept their culture and identity you know like it really taught me you know how I should be strong and how I should keep my culture and identity and you know like express myself and express my culture and identity through whatever like I go through and yeah this book was amazing i had a lot of fun and i definitely recommend you guys to read it and that's my cue and that's the end of this book review hope you had fun and join us next week for another book review